0: For your blood jesus and you will reign forever your kingdom will know no end you reign forever jesus and your kingdom knows no end we honor you.
1: thank you Jesus thank you God that Jesus reigns without us trying to make him reign. he already reigns he's already the king nobody nothing can change what you've done God everything has to come and bow and come into order with what the finished work what he has done for his creation nobody will exalt themselves above him no demon no enemy We declare the finished work of your kingdom that you have delivered to us. You've delivered it once for all to the saints, the gospel. Oh God, we pray that you would renew the power of that in our hearts. Renew the power of the gospel in our hearts. Let us fall in love with Jesus again. Let's just take a minute with that. I feel like the Lord wants us to be silent for a moment. and just You can keep playing the keys. Let's just keep going in that. as the ocean, loving kindness as the flood, when the prayers of life are ransom shed for us His precious blood, and who His love will not remember, who will cease to sing His praise. On the Mount of Crucifixion, and on the Mount of Crucifixion, fountains. Let's do that bridge again
2: Just honored. They're with us. They lead us to his presence, and that's it. I wanna, I've already introduced them many times, but Jack and Frida Taylor. I believe Jack has a word for us. I believe God's met him during the middle of the night or something, and he's got a major word. So come on up. Welcome, Jack Taylor.
3: Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yes, I was awakened this morning at 3.45. God began to talk to me about you, and I want to look at you. Now be aware that as the preacher preaches, I quit a long time ago preaching to crowds. I started preaching to individuals. And uh, if you're wondering who I'm talking to, I'm talking to you. No, not him, not her, you. 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 Yeah. And before we're through, I will have watched all of you at least once. I'll come back to others because they preach me better than others. If you're sitting there like, I'll just pass you by and hope I don't get that way. Uh, so, just just be aware that uh, I'm not preaching at you. That's the reason I try to be calm, but I have difficulty with the subject matter because it's eternally relevant, eternally delightful, and it's just exciting. I know you're not supposed to Get old and excited at the same time but i 'm a total failure at that. You may be looking at the most excited old man in the in the world i, I really I just I, sometimes I feel like I need to backslide in order to go to sleep I just it 's hard to go to sleep from terrible excitement, and i 'll reveal to you before i 'm through the uh, the inevitable nature of excitement if you know him like he wants to be known. And I just want to tell you, if you're not excited, you just don't understand the situation. Because if you're not excited, you're going to be bothered about a lot of things. And may I tell you, they don't matter. doesn't matter. Well, what about ISIS? They don't matter. He matters. He and what he's doing are all that matters. So, what I want to tell you is and I I, I want to be measured in my telling you and I want you to be thorough in your hearing me. I'd rather say something and give you 10 seconds to think about it. Uh, But, whether you know it or not, you and I are carrying on a conversation. I'm aware that you're talking back to me in your, in your soul. You're saying, I, you're old. <laughs> and you're ugly. <laughs> and I'm not sure I believe you. You're you're thinking that. You will. And I think it's nice of you to be excited, but excuse me, I'm not. I'd rather live sedately. I'd rather live confidently. Well, have it your way. I just choose the path of excitement. And the more excited I am, the more reason I see to be excited. Now, on on the other side, if you're not excited and you've come to love your non-excitement, you'll find more reasons not to be excited. And the next thing you know, you'll be bored. And the next thing you know, you'll be depressed. And the next thing you'll know, folks won't want to be around you. And the next thing you know, you won't like yourself. I'm looking for people who are willing to listen until they get excited about the right things. All the other excitements are shallow, if not fraudulent, and will soon be over. But what we ought to be excited about, which is the sum total of all reality the kingdom of God the kingdom of God that uh, if you're saved you're a citizen of if you're not you need to get in it as soon as you can and you don't you're not to get saved just so you can go to heaven that is one of the collateral blessings of it praise the lord he didn't come to save you so you could go to heaven he came to save you and save you in such a way as to put you before a world watching for God, looking for God, and they find you and they want to follow you because they see something in you admirable, and they come to God through you. If, if God's people could get as happy as the gospel deserves, there'd be more people saved by accident than we're now having saved on purpose. There'd be people going through your garbage to see what you were on. They'd be checking, see who your doctor was and see what he had prescribed for you that made you so wild and exciting and happy. I see some of you, you you don't have to worry about that yet. So I I just want to remind you, I'm, I'm looking at you. And uh, if if there's something about you God calls attention to, I'll just focus on you a little bit. Ah, uh, see you. Ah, uh, yeah. So this is what I'm to tell you. God is up to something, and it's big. It is huge. It is ginormous. I don't have any idea what that means, but it sounds bigger than big. So, the most tragic thing that could happen to you would be to miss it. And some of you are sitting there on a trajectory to miss it if you don't change. Yeah, that's right. And what I intend to do today is to be used of God to bother you, to worry you, to gouge you just a little bit. You, yeah, you, well, you. And that's the best thing I can do for you because I know what it is to be bored. I know what it is to be depressed I know what it is to be worried one day I found what it's all about and you say well it's Jesus certainly is but it's what's Jesus what Jesus is up to that'll cure you of all this other stuff he is up to establishing a government It's called in the scripture, kingdom. We don't know much in America about kingdoms. We know about republics and we know about a nation and we know about government. Uh, but this, this kingdom, as, as any kingdom has three facets. One, it has a king, a king. Now, the godhead the the father the son and the spirit are the kingdom They're, they're not jealous of which one has it but in the times and seasons the kingdom was given to Jesus to establish the kingdom on earth he gives the kingdom to us through whom he intends to fulfill his rule until the earth is subdued And becomes the kingdom of our God and his Christ. And then there will be a time when Jesus will bring the completed kingdom. And give it to the Father. In the meanwhile, the Father has given through Jesus the kingdom to us. You are either living in the kingdom. Or you're living in kingdom denial. I'm talking about a believer. If you have said yes to Jesus Christ. You said yes to all he was, all he is, and all he wants to be. You're either activated in the kingdom or you are standing watching or attentive to something else. And my text today, we've said it already a dozen times, is this. I want to examine it with you. This is what Jesus said after he talked about the kingdom. He said, seek ye first, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first, you seek first, the government or the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now that's the command. That's the proposition. And then he said something that most of us have missed. And all these things will be added to you. What is he talking about all these things? Well, in the immediate context, all the scriptures, the scriptures have a double context. The immediate context, because they were spoken to somebody at, at some time in the past. They have an immediate context. The Hebrews was, was spoken to the tribes who were in dispersion and they were all in crisis. They'd lost their properties and all the crisis. So that their, every scripture in the Bible has already a, an immediate context. But also the scriptures have an ultimate context and that's the one you're in on. Do you understand that? Now that's exciting. So I knew a lady one time who marked her whole Bible up just A.M., Uh, uh, F-M-A-M F-M-A-M And somebody said, what in the world? Through your Bible, it's F-M-A-M And she said, oh That means, for me, all mine (laughs) Every Word in this book is for you And it is yours The fact that it had a Primary, immediate context Didn't deliver it from being Your ultimate context This book Tells the truth about you and about everything else. So I, I want to live in that in that uh, text, and I, I will I will try to respect your time. But hey, it's it's Resurrection Day. Do you think it would offend God if we maybe went past noon a few minutes? Well, you better get ready because it just might happen. But if you'll if you'll preach me, if you'll nod or say yes or hold up your hand don't hold up both of them for goodness sake Uh, and just if you want to just whisper an amen or hallelujah or something like that and I I get through faster you understand yeah so good I knew that I'd get an amen Uh, one of the things God said this morning was that I was to go to I was to go to uh, Bob Jones' uh, grave and just try to listen. And I knew Bob. I've been in services with him. Uh, The singing prophet. The rhyming prophet. He was a case. He just was cute. Just a sweet old fella. And uh, I felt like I heard this. Uh, regarding all the prophecies are are you aware that in all probability more prophecies have been spoken over the property you're sitting on a, a wider section the whole area than any place in North America and perhaps in the world are you aware of that I mean prayers from prayers for and prophecies about and I, I've been careful to take note of that. and I, I uh, could tell you a whole lot I feel. But I'm, I'm coming back because I am the papa of uh, the pastor and his wife. Didn't, uh, you weren't here last night, some of you, and so that, that was announced. And Is that all right? Okay, so it's, it's not uh, familiarity or insulting for me to be called papa or dad or whatever. That's what I do for a living. I'm, uh, I did it instinctively for years but one day I decided to own up to it and just be a father and I have somewhere between, Frieda and I have somewhere between four and five hundred uh, men and women who call themselves our, our children and we, take, we, we pray, pray for them we're, we're theirs we're counselors for them and if they're pastor it's sort of like becoming the papa of a Church. And um, that, that better be all right too. Yes. Now that means I can talk to you like a papa. Yes. Yes. And if you get rough with the pastor, don't make me come over here. Because <laughs> I can be fierce. And uh, I mean, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, you see. So I've, I've been listening really much, dreaming every night, dreaming during naps. You know, old folks have to take a nap. Especially when I get up at three, I need to nap somewhere in the day. But that, that, that's what I do. So God is up to something. It's huge, and he wants you in on it. I said you, no, not her, you, not him, you, not the old folks, the young folks and the old folks, you, right, I'm looking at you, you, just whisper to yourself, I think he's talking to me, I think I am. And I think at the same time, having prayed for you already, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you as well. And if he has his way, everybody in the crowd is going out of here different. We never have a right or reason to even figure that it might be possible to get in the presence of God and hear the truths of his word preached under the anointing and go away the same that's impossible that's out of reason altogether you say well you don't know who I am I'm a pretty good Christian I doubt it (laughs) you say well I think I'll do no you won't you're going to continue to get better or you're going to backslide one or the other You never stay put. You are either right now ascending toward God's best or you are descending away from God's will. You won't stay the same. I've been at this business a long time. And a part of what I know is just having a good memory and reading the knots on my head and the scars on my body, learning what I did wrong the hard way. So, I heard this at the grave. Process the prophecies. I've encouraged the pastor, somebody, do research until virtually every prophecy that has ever been made is collated, coded and put together. The making of the prophecy is only a small part. The processing of the prophecy is important. And then proclaim the prophecies. Proclaim the promises and keep hope alive. And finally pursue the prophecy. Pursue the prayers, pursue. Pursue God's best for this land. I, 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 I've had eyes on this place. I, I know most of the people around and uh, the prophets. And, and uh, I, I realized I had forgotten I'd been here before. And uh, in, in the round tables and so on. And uh, I'm, I'm familiar with it and I, I'm excited. And uh, the eyes of the world are on you. Yeah, and that's really a responsibility. And uh, as this goes, the nation will go. I I think I want to say this. I I called one of my strong prophets. uh, I think uh, Tommy went home. Tommy was here yesterday. He's not here. Uh, he's a prophet and his dad, his father in the ministry, is uh, one of my strong prophets. And I called him yesterday and said, are you getting any word about about uh, Moravian Falls? And the first thing out of his mouth, just as you know, he, he was ready, you did not have to think. He said the people in Moravian Falls perceive themselves to be secondary, a secondary hub. But tell them they're primary. Heaven's eyes are on you. Your prayers matter. Your position with Jesus matters. Your pursuit of God's best matters. I'm not talking to you, the crowd. I'm talking to you. Oh, you say, I don't live here. No, I'm talking to you. See, God knew you were going to be here, and He told me to talk to you. And God's talking to you. I could tell you a whole lot more, and I will later. But uh, I must hasten to do this. I talked last night about a proposition from heaven you cannot well afford to refuse. The fact is, as I present it today, you will either receive it or refuse it. Even if you say, well, I'm really not ready to make a decision, you refuse it. Tacit refusal. That will not be one of the best decisions you make. My responsibility is to deliver it to you. Your responsibility is to grab it with a promise that you will never ever be the same and never regret saying yes. Now let's look at it again. I I wish I had time to read to you everything that uh, the Lord showed me yesterday afternoon and uh, this morning. But um, I don't say this everywhere I go. Um, This is a watershed moment. You will not go out on level ground. You will take lightly what I say and give it little importance. But you will go descendingly. you will take what I say seriously and I I plead with you to do that and you will go out ascendingly it is my pleasant duty to bring you to a point of saying yes to the king and his kingdom yes to the plan of God or having confronted you sadly see you go away and refuse the consideration. It, it doesn't insult me. It grieves me. Now, let me explain. This is a message to God's people. I never want to assume that there is not somebody here who is not God's among God's people. I'm aware that some of you doubt your relationship to God. You you may not be able to remember just when you were saved or the circumstances. I I wanna help you get certain before those doors open and you go away. This is one thing you deserve to be sure about. And so we'll we'll confront that so that if I'm to say to you, get in on what God's up to, it's still an open registration. Uh, You don't just jump from where you are into it. You say, Lord, am I your child? Does Jesus dwell in me? Do I know how to listen to you? Am I really dependent on this as I am dependent on food? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You see, well, this doesn't proceed from the mouth of God. This is, this is dead print on, on, on pages. This, this, is, uh, this is your Bible. It's very important, but it's made out of dead cows, dead trees, and, uh, and I guess octopus juice. That's what they make ink out of. That's all it is. It's dead. Until the Holy Spirit in the life of a saved person (laughs) reads it. It jumps off the page and gives life and encouragement and peace and power and authority and happiness. Okay? So, shall we get to the proposition? We'll examine it piece by piece. He has just said, the heathen folks pursue houses, food, and clothes. That's why you have a job. So you're working eight hours, maybe more a day. And uh, what's it for? To buy clothes, put on your bod. You buy food to put in your belly. And uh, to pay for a roof of, over your head. Good, isn't that exciting? You make money. You pay down your energy and labor, and you get a check. What do you do with it? Pay for food for your bod. Head over, uh, roof over your head. And food for your belly. Good. What are we going to do next week? Oh, dear. And food's going up, so salary's got to go up. And that's where your concern is. And you know what? That's what they even do. Jesus says, I have a better idea. I have a cause. I have a gift. I have an inheritance. And if you will happily and heartily and wholly receive it. You will live a life that can never sink, never fail, because you are a kingdom person. I'm unashamedly a kingdom man. It's not bragging. You're a kingdom person if you're saved. Now what's a shame is to be a kingdom person and act like you're under another government and dive into worry, and fight with the Republicans, and Democrats, and whoever else. And they're all acting, excuse me, like dunces. Uh, and uh, he says, I- I've got an alternate plan. If you will receive this as a gift, I'll take care of everything in your life. If you have a better deal than that, I'd like to know it. I'll study it. And I'll stop preaching what I'm preaching and go with you. Let me say this very softly. I don't intend to get excited and gruff and ugly. But I just get so excited I want to shake you and say, would you come to class and listen to this, you stupid... I, to, I I just want to be kind to you. But look, look. God made this outfit, and He made it. I, I don't understand it. But of all the galaxies and and billions and billions of of planets and and uh, black holes and uh, birthplaces for stars and. Death places for stars and a vast universe where light can travel at its normal speed of 186,282 miles a second and go for 15,000 years and never get to the end of it. My God owns all that. He made it and yet he positioned one little planet that was named Earth and put you on it and you have a cosmic significance with the cosmic God and he wants to make you part of that plan. And he bothers, he is bothered over your playing in the mud holes of your pleasure and your economy while his plan awaits you. I want to see you in on it. I don't know that much about it but I'm so excited I could die. So I'll make a deal with you. Look at me. You're looking at an excited old man. If you can't get excited from where you are, just borrow mine. Just say, well, if you're going to act that way, I believe I'll act excited. Hallelujah. And, And you can borrow mine. I won't lose any. Until you get yours and you can be excited with me. Well, you say, you don't understand, I'm old. I'm probably, how many people here are over 80? One. Two. See, that's how old I am. I'm the third oldest here. <laughs> and I'm so that burned exciting, I can hardly stand myself. So here's the deal, seek, you are seeking something. And to the measure that you're seeking that something, you are deriving from it satisfaction. But if you are seeking something besides what Jesus ordered you to seek, it will in the end fail to satisfy you whatever you're seeking. Are you with me? Okay. Now remember, I'm talking to you. Not her. Not him. You. You. It matters not what else you're seeking and how many pleasant thoughts you have about it and how many collateral blessings if you please are a part of it. It will pale in comparison to what you are missing in missing the kingdom of God. Now what is it to seek? It is to look until you find something you want to seek. You don't have a seeing problem. You have a looking problem. If you will look at the right thing and let Jesus name the right thing, then you begin to see it. You, you, don't, have a, you, you don't have a hearing problem. You have a listening problem. If you will listen for what God says you ought to hear, you'll hear it. And the next thing you know, you'll say, huh. I I talked to folks last night about how we learn. Science learns like this. Huh? Ask questions. And seek uh, evidence in asking questions. And then say, hmm, duh. Huh? Huh? Duh. I have another one. Huh? You say, seek first? So you start to seek. You say, duh. That's really right. And after a while you say, hmm, duh. Wow. (laughs) So this is the mode of learning. Huh? Ask questions. don't, Don't sit there and argue with me. Just say, huh? Huh? Duh? Wow! Try it. See. Okay, now, seek. What I want to do with you, and I want to be encouraged by you to pursue it myself, I want you to start seeking the kingdom. You say, I don't know what that means. I don't either. But I signed up one day, about 20 years ago, to seek the kingdom. And I began to see kingdom sightings, things that happen that can't be explained. And I stopped calling them coincidences or accidents. And I started saying, hmm, could that be you, God? Hmm, yeah. Well wow. And a day doesn't go by but that I see kingdom sightings. Maybe a little cloud about the size of a man's hand. I say, Whoops gonna rain. It may be just a scripture come alive again, and I see it in a deeper way. Seek. Seek first you know what first is. If it's first, it's like default on your computer. Your computer wakes up and it just goes automatically to default. Yeah, default means first, at least in a computer. If you will set your mind to seek the kingdom, you'll wake up seeking the kingdom. You'll habituate yourself to seeking the kingdom. And the more you do it, the more God will comply with your search and fill you until you you don't need to start cussing things and kicking them out. You start seeing the kingdom and it'll ooze all this stuff out that is not real important. And the next thing you know, you'll become a mild fanatic. And the next thing you know, you'll be so sold on him and his and what he's doing and what you are as a part of it. You will just lose yourself in excitement and joy and peace and amount to something in God. I'm going to give you a shocking word. You will not find revival by seeking revival you will find revival when you start seeking the king and what he's up to now here's the good news I've been a student of revival for 40 years 30 about 37 years ago 30 yeah I saw God move in a revival in my local church 3,000 people saved. Three nightclubs closed. Strippers saved. Clothed and in their right mind. Members of my church. God moved and changed a city. Because we were seeking God. First... So here's, here's my habit. Um, God, I, I'm, I'm really offended by all this that's going on. and I'm offended with the Democrats. I'm offended with the Republicans. I'm offended with the socialists. I'm offended with Hillary. I'm offended with... And God said shut up and look where you're supposed to look. And so I'm habituated to saying, but God, and turn back to where the government is and see the kingdom of God. And my worries are over, my bitterness is over, my anxiety is gone. Seek first. That doesn't mean just seek it in chromatic time it means to seek it repeatedly to give it first-line attention if you find yourself thinking about something that worries you change the channel for God's sake and get on the kingdom channel my God rules my God has never not ruled he always will rule he will never not rule he rules right now. He has everything in hand. And I'll tell you what I've heard about the election. You want to know? He said, you just shut up and set this out. I've got it. Enjoy it. Everybody's throwing a fit over it. Judging the judges and judging each other and fighting and hissing and snorting like a bunch of snakes and fighting like kids in the, on the schoolyard. And God is sitting On a throne, confident, not a furrow in his brow, not walking around his throne, wringing his hands and weeping, sitting on his throne in full charge, large and in charge, I'm seeking the kingdom, and when I find it, all else fades into insignificance. Seek first. What? The government of God. What is the government of God? It is the rule of God over everything everywhere and everybody for all time and eternity. I mean, you say I don't it doesn't look like to me God rules. Why why are we the mess we're in if God rules? Oh get this. That's the reason it's in a mess. God rules but he doesn't exhaustively control because he's given man a will and he watches man go like the prodigal son and waste himself until he winds up in a hog pen and comes home to the Father. We're in the mess we're in because we've taken God out of schools and God out of government and it's no longer politically correct to talk about Jesus or God or anything else holy and right. And we wonder why we're in the mess we're in. It is because God is sitting on the throne, ruling the universe, and we are out of order. (laughs) I'm enjoying this. I hope we'll finish before two. Um, But you're not listening quite fast enough. So, speed up. Okay? Seek first the kingdom every one of us here today is seeking something you're seeking money you're seeking fame you're seeking power you're seeking satisfaction you're you're you're, you're seeking a place of uh, confidence and normalcy you'd like for things to slow down so you could keep up with them you'd like to slow down the aging process you'd like to stay young well i'm sorry every birthday you have you're a year older and the last time i checked if if you intended to stay alive Uh, it's inevitable that you get old. Sorry about that. Um, And uh, the kingdom sought will be the kingdom found. He didn't deal with that, but that will happen. Seek first the kingdom of God. Got it? Is that all right? But that's not all you seek. You seek and his righteousness. Now, what is that? Well, let me just sum it up and answer it quickly. It is God's way of life. You see, God is right. And being right means you're you're right, you're righteous, you're just, you're all the things that are good. And so you seek righteousness. Whose righteousness? Yours? No. Yours is not enough. Neither is your love enough. If you depend on your righteousness for satisfying God, or yourself, or anybody else that matters, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong room. We are to seek His righteousness, and He makes Jesus our righteousness. And we're righteous with Jesus' righteousness, as righteous as He is. You say, oh, that's too much. That's not sound theology. Excuse me. As he is, so are we in the world. Uh, His righteousness. Lord, why wouldn't I seek you, your government, and your rightness? Why wouldn't I give you command of my life who've committed to me to care for me? Now listen to the latter part and I could go on and on but let me just come to the end. Not immediately but eventually. (laughs) And all these things will be added to you. You know what's happening? If you're seeking anything else God has to back up and say okay, it's up to you rots a ruck, and he watches you wind up in some hog pen, eating what the hogs eat, and it ain't nice. And all these things. Immediate context, food, clothing, and housing. Eventual context everything you say, i'd just like to know how this thing's going to come out how this election going i'd like to know what we're going to do with isis i'd like to know what we're going to do about the mess we've got our country hey not your business Your business is to seek the king and the kingdom and his way of life and he takes charge of everything else and properly relates you to all of this so that you can praise the Lord in the midst of it and nothing can happen to keep you from growing and going and growing and going until you wind up eventually just like Jesus in behavior and thought and every other pattern. I'm on the last page. I'll encourage you. And all these things will be added. You don't have to achieve them. You don't have to go grabbing. You don't have to get jealous over somebody who gets a promotion and you should add it. It will be added. Guess who is the adder? He says, look, Jesus said when his mama found him, she was upset. She was undone. And she just sort of let him have it. But he said, Mom, don't you remember what, she, what, what did he say? I must be about my father's business. What he, what he said really was, I must be in my father's house, minding father's business. That's why you live. If you're pursuing anything else, I'm sorry, you're in the wrong profession. And one day you're going to climb the ladder to the top and find out it's against the wrong wall. And you have to come down and start over again. So this is it. This is the proposition from heaven. Are you aware that when Jesus said, pray like this, Your kingdom come, first he said, our father in heaven. It's hard to get past that because that's a recognition that he's father and father's care and fathers are able to take care of stuff. But he's not just father, he's our father. We're part of a huge family, such a divided family because we haven't agreed on the kingdom. We've divided over doctrine. We're creating new doctrines every day or new slants on doctrines to divide us further and that's terrible. But when we land in the kingdom and the government is run by our Father and we know we're heirs together of the graces of life, then we get happy in the family and God can trust us with worldwide revival. That's the reason in Matthew twenty-four fourteen. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as a witness to every nation. And then the end will come. Folks, God is doing everything he can right now in your life. Yes, yours. Look at these eyes. I'm looking at you. He is doing everything. He loves you. He will not let you go. He will let you bump into the wall. He will let you hit something so hard that... uh, it drives you into the ground in order to get you to wake up to the kingdom that beckons you to come. Walk into this. It's your inheritance. Did you get it? In Luke, is it 1232? It is the Father's delight to give you the kingdom. You say, oh boy, I'd like to have it. If you're saved, you've got it. You just haven't acted on it. I could deposit in your account a million dollars. know I couldn't. I, I, <laughs> allegorically, I could deposit in your account a million dollars. But until you were willing to own up to it and began to write checks on it, it wouldn't mean one cent to you. And God has given you a kingdom and you're messing around with other things and he's grieved and so are you. Excuse me, I didn't mean to sound rough. Let me me get real nice. Here's the deal. God knows where you've been. He knows how many things you've tried for satisfaction. He's seen you go off on a trail. Got to make money. Got to get rich. And even if it worked, you'd be... Do you know, for a rich man, generally... It's the pursuit that's the pleasure, not the what he gets. And uh, it sidetracks you from the best. And you don't have to be poor. If you can get rich and keep your eyes on God, he'll let heaven loose on you. So he sees you go here and there, but still he says to you, hear me now, hey, got a suggestion. Seek first my will for you, my pleasure for you. Seek first my deal, my kingdom, and uh, my way of life, and my will, my pleasure. And I will add to you all things plus myself. I have the authority and the responsibility to offer you the best deal you could ever imagine. Some of you quietly said yes to it, but you haven't understood how to cooperate with it. But you'll understand, because when you receive it, you'll find the instructions are written on it. You say, well, I I just, I have to understand more before I do it. Oh, well, that's your problem. You simply don't believe God when he says, if you'll do this, I'll do this. And so you wait on him doing this before you do this. And you stay like you are. And staying like you are will be a retreat. It'll be to go descendingly, not ascending. So I have authority to pray over you and to receive your reception of the kingdom and validate it. You say, well, who gave you that right? Oh, he did. And he gives you the same right to offer his kingdom to anybody. Hey, hey my father said to get to you and tell you that you know, I've been saved for 72 years. And I can tell you if you're not saved here today, you can get saved and have everything I've had for 72 years. And I'd resent that a little bit, but it doesn't bother me at all. I'm glad that you finally got in on it and woke up. And so I have three words to say to you in summary. Just say yes. See? But you need to understand what it means. Are you willing to give up? the right to run your life? Are you hesitant to give that right to anybody else, including God? Sorry, Charlie. It's got to be done. One of my favorite authors is Stanley Jones, his great book, The Unshakable Kingdom and the Unchanging Person God Used to Change My Life. So I guess next to the Bible, it's It's a book I carry with me most of the time. He was writing a book, as he did many books on the kingdom. He was a consummate kingdom man. He was uh, looking around in the borrowed place where he was writing. And his eyes fell upon his visage in a mirror in an adjoining room with a door open. And he began to talk to himself. Old folks can do that, you know. It's it's a right we have. If you live long enough, you can answer yourself. The apex is to get in an argument with yourself. But he began to talk to himself. And he said, as he watched himself in the mirror, he said, Stanley Jones, you're a happy man, aren't you? And Stanley Jones answered Stanley Jones and said, well, that I am. I am a happy man. And then he answered himself. Well, how did you get so happy? Oh, he said, let me see. Come to think of it. I was walking across a field. I stubbed my toe on something. I looked down, and there was the kingdom. I picked it up, and I've been hugging myself ever since. The day you receive the kingdom is the day You begin to walk ascendingly. Let's bow our heads. Bow your head and close your eyes is not in the Bible. However, it's a good arrangement for you to feel that you can answer without being intimidated because I'm the only one that's legally looking. And I need to ask you a question. How many of you here would say, Preacher, I'm not sure that I know Jesus Christ is my Savior. I'm not sure that if I died today I'd go to heaven. Simply not sure. I'm dogged by doubt or I'm rather certain that I haven't. Now I want you to answer it. I'm not going to come to you, embarrass you. What I will do is pray for you. And make a suggestion. If you've ever, ever, ever been honest. Be honest now. Preacher, I'm not sure. Or I've never said yes to Jesus Christ in my life. At the sound of three. I want every person that that fits. To raise your hand. And it will help if you do it immediately. One. Two, three. Okay, I pray that that's true. There's not a soul here that uh, is not heaven bound. Now, this question. Now, get really honest. I've met Jesus Christ as Savior. But I am aware that at this present moment, he's not running my life. I've never crowned him as king. I've never given my business over to him. I've never let him rule me like I know he wants to. And I've never seen or experienced to my knowledge, what you're talking about in kingdom come. Pray for me at the sound of three I want you to raise your hand in honesty one two three yes 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 it's very important thank you thank you thank you yes yes anybody else All right, now, we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray a binding prayer, yeah. And this is entirely up to you. You don't have to do anything. You will do something. You will defer and wait. That will count with God as a no, until at such time you'll say yes. How many of you will today, or have already, say to him, "I'll take your deal. I want to sign up for seeking your kingdom and your righteousness and find out what you do because of it. At, at the sound of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two Three. Mm, 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 mm. I'm going to pray over you, but I'm going to offer something else. So look at me. You may, you may look at me. I'm through. You've been so kind to listen. I love this church. I love this house. I love this pastor and his wife. I love you. I love you. Is that all right? You can't make me not love you. I want to empower you to not be my friend. Yeah. To know me is to love me. I'm kidding. I want to pray right now. Just join somebody else. Just lay a hand on a hand or get together. And, and, and something happens when we validate something. It's not just a decision up here. It's a decision that'll filter down into your whole being, through your bones, into the marrow, into the depths of your brain and thought pattern. It happens when we say yes to providence, yes to the God who runs the show, yes to him who lives everywhere at the same time, omni-everything, omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient, omni omni-everything. And so it happens now. Father, in Jesus' name, we validate this. We say together, yes. Yes. Say it with me, yes. Yes, Yes. and that's our final answer. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Mm. Mm. I thank you, Father, right now that heaven is excited. I thank you that rivulets of living water flow in these lives. God the Father, you're happy. God the Son, you're pleased. God the Spirit, you're joyful. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Touch us right now. I want you to touch me deeper. I thank you, Father, that I can report to these dear, dear friends. I've had more kingdom revelation in the last 16 hours than I've had in any period in 20 years and it's been here in this place and there's a cause for that. And I pray that our catching it will be infectious, addicting, disciplining. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my will, make it Thine own. Let my heart be Thy royal throne. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Look at me now. This is, I don't want to be dramatic. This is Easter Sunday. i I'm not bothered by the name, I don't know what it means. But it's the day we celebrate a resurrection. And it's not just an event we commemorate. It is an experience we celebrate in the now. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. And He's alive in me. And we relate to each other. And He relates me to the Father and the Spirit. And we're related. We're family. So, what I'm going to do, and Frida's over there, and I, I'm going to be here. And if you want to, you can come by, and I'll validate that by just touching you and speaking a word over you. And do that quick. If you're running, I'll just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> because I have an idea that our hands are for more than handling things. Therefore, Letting the effulgence of God flow through us and touching each other and letting each other catch what God has done in us is real. Stand up. Pastor, you got a word? Okay. What we'll do, if you want to come and make a little music, uh, I'm here and Frida will be here and you can go by her. And uh, don't run off. Never give up an option when you're offered to be prayed for. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not a counseling time don't have time to counsel it just hallelujah bless you kingdom come so
2: yeah one thing actually two things two things go ahead and lead and worship hey we're going to have some of our guys at the doors who want to receive an offering for Jack and Fred. I know that in ministry time it's hard to do it after that so they'll be at the doors and if you'd like to give just do and all this offering will go to Jack secondly we need to act on this if you can think of, go back and think, if you wrote it down, prophecy spoken over this place, this property, our lives, our families, whatever, and get them to us. And I'll remind you of this, okay? We want to get them, record them, okay? I want to act on what he said, be a doer and not just a hearer only. So help me. I cannot remember them all. Some of them I wrote down, but, but help us do this over the next couple of weeks.
3: Make, make it a third thing. Yes. Out on the table are books. I don't want to <laughs> yes. take the things Thursday. home. If you're gonna get along with me real good, buy a book. Yes. And if you really want to please me, read it. They're all good. At least the publisher thought so. They made millions off of them. One of them sold a million. Get it. Yes. It's good stuff. Amen. I haven't written one in twenty one years, and that book is at the publisher now, so pray for it. Look for the name Cosmic Initiative the best definition of the kingdom I can think of it's cosmic, it's that big and God has launched the initiative and it's coming is inevitable to this earth and to this universe and God wants everything the devil stole back and he'll get it back so as we praise you come by rush by and I'll pray for you okay, hallelujah, come on Jesus name, you got it take it, take it, hallelujah amen, God bless you Kingdom people in Jesus' name. Kingdom young people. Kingdom middle-aged folks. Kingdom old folks. Bless you. Lord, in Jesus' name. Come on them right now in Jesus' name. Never the same again. Let anointing flow. Let power come in Jesus' name. Now, continuously. Hallelujah.